Today's podcast is about how to deal with bad coaching. I hear about it all the time where you have players who you know, really they're struggling with their coach for one reason or another. Sometimes it's a coach who will try to uh, strike fear into their athletes by punishing them. Uh, I recently had a conversation about that aspect of, uh, of a lot of coaches and how that's really the worst form of coaching and how a coach who, especially with younger players, a coach who will try to instill fear into them by saying, oh, you're going to have to do 100 burpees if you don't do this right. You're going to do 100 push-ups if you don't do this right. Uh, That's really the, the worst form of coaching. There's no learning that goes on and there's really no positive qualities that can come about from that style of coaching. Um, so I get it. Like the, That happens sometimes uh, that you have to deal with that as a player. Um, you'll also sometimes have coaches who lack a higher level of understanding of how to progress in the game, especially in baseball. There's a lot of research and studying that is, uh, that is uh, being done and has come out over the past five to ten years that shows the way we trained as players 15 years ago is really uh, not that beneficial and, and can be outdated. Um, or, or you'll perhaps uh, have a coach who is ignorant to maybe the hard work that a player has been putting in, or sometimes they'll be uh, they'll turn a blind eye to a player's skill set simply because they're playing favorites. I get that all those things happen. Uh, in this podcast, I didn't want to talk about uh, the crap coaching that goes on. I wanted to talk about how to uh, respond to that as a player. One thing I wanted to mention before I get started is that quitting simply because you have a bad coach or you're having a bad season is probably the worst possible thing you can do. Period. End of discussion. Quitting is cowardice or dishonest or both unless you truly do not enjoy playing the game of baseball anymore there is absolutely zero reason to quit you should not ever quit because of your coach because your teammates don't like you or you don't like a teammate whatever the case may be you can fix a lot of those problems simply by having a conversation with or about whatever you're having problems with. If you're having a problem with your coach, talk to him and and figure out why you're not playing or why he does certain things he does in practice. And maybe you can come to a mutual agreement where you might get some more playing time or you might not have to run so much for conditioning um, and and hopefully that can lead to uh, better training and better seasons in the future. I was very fortunate as a player that I honestly liked all of my coaches at just about every level I played at. High school, I had great coaches, and and they liked me. Same with college. And even in my short stints in professional baseball, um, I liked all the coaches I played for. They were all really cool, understood the game at a high level for the most part. And, uh, you know, it seemed like they appreciated the work that I put into the game, the extra work that I would put in before and after games or whatever it may be. 
I always felt like they appreciated that aspect of me as a player. I know that I may not have been the most talented, but I always wanted to work as hard as I could. And and I do feel like that that the, the coaches appreciated that. Now, I understand, and, and I, I, I've heard this probably three or four or five times in the past month of players who are getting pushed off to the side after, you know, busting their ass all off-season long. Understand that just because you work hard does not give you a right to play. It does not give you a right to play well. Obviously, it is setting you up for success in those areas. If you work really hard, you're probably going to get that first shot as the starter at the beginning of the season. And if you really train well in the offseason, you're going to set yourself up to have a good season. That's the reason why you train the past four or five months. But it does not necessarily mean you're going to be good this year. You might struggle. Baseball is a funny game like that where just because you're bigger and faster and stronger and you've been doing all this stuff with velocity and bat speed and everything, that doesn't necessarily mean that hits are going to fall, that you are going to figure out how to hit as a hitter or how to throw the right pitches you need to throw as a pitcher. Baseball is really weird and, and understand that as a ball player, you can't fall back on your training as a crutch. You should only allow it to propel you forward. There's a level of intelligence and mental toughness in the game of baseball and, and almost like a thick skin that you need to develop so that when you fail, you are learning and you're forgetting about the failures. And I think the same thing can be applied to if you are struggling getting playing time. You have to learn why you are not playing, pay attention to those around you, learn the game from those around you, learn the game from your coach. Why are you not playing? And take in a lot of information. The same way I tell players to take in information every time they're out in the field. Why did they succeed? Why did they fail? Why did you strike out there? Oh, I was out in front or I didn't swing at this pitch. I should have I should have tried to hit this pitch here instead of trying to pull it. Whatever it may be, you have to learn the game and trust that that learning is going to propel you forward. Um, and, and in conjunction with proper training in the offseason, you're going to become a really, really good player. Um, the same, you know, like I was just saying, the same thing can be said for if you're not playing, understand why you're not playing and try to improve in areas that are going to allow you to get more starting time as a player. I also get asked and, and hear mentions about coaches who simply don't understand the game. They'll look at all the research and data that's out there and say, well, this is not how we did it when I was younger, when I was playing, so we're not going to do it that way. And look, as much as I hate that mentality, you cannot use that as a crutch for your failures as a player. And you should never use it as a a post to stand on and say, well, coach, you don't know anything. Look, 
no matter what, you have to respect your coach from the standpoint that, at the very least, he makes the lineup. So if you're sitting around all day pissy and moany that your coach isn't, I don't know, letting you hit the ball in the air and batting practice or whatever, okay, fine, you can get pissed, but don't use it as something that's going to get you taken out of the lineup. And a lot of times, if you disagree with your coach, you just kind of, kind of say, okay, nod your head and say yes, and then do whatever it is that is going to allow you to be successful out in the field. Coaches aren't going to argue with success. They're going to argue with failure. So if you're failing as a player and you're trying to do what you trained all offseason doing, you know, let's just take in, for instance, let's say you trained all offseason long to try to lift the ball more up in the air. But throughout your first week or two of the season, you've accumulated 12 strikeouts in, in five games or something like that. Okay, so something is happening here where all the training that you did is not adding up to success out in the field. So what's your coach going to say? Your coach probably is first going to say, well, that, well all, you, all that work you did in the offseason, that didn't pay off. And whether he's right or wrong, he still sees on a day-to-day basis that you are not succeeding as a player. So rather than being bullish and stubborn and blame the coach for your failures, take the initiative and say, well, I'm going to figure out how to succeed as a ball player no matter what my coach says. Whether he tells me to hit standing on my head or chop down on the ball, whatever it may be, I have to figure out how to play this game at a high level. And once you start doing that, I guarantee your coach is going to shut up. Now, granted, I may not agree with everything that the coach may be saying in this instance, but I can agree that in this game, you have to find ways to succeed. And it is on you as the player to figure it out, not rely on your coach to tell you everything you need to do out on the field. Look, sometimes coaches will flat out play favorites. I get it. I'm not saying that you should go and try to be the coach's pet or try to be his favorite or something like that. No, don't do that. That's wasting your time and your dignity as an athlete. But understand, too, that simply because you're not getting playing time this season or you know, you, you're, you're splitting time with somebody else that you feel like you should be starting over completely, understand that like I was just saying in the last segment, success is going to get you out in the field. So if you're playing well, eventually the coach is going to have to give in and play you. Or understand that even if you have a bad season this year or you don't get a ton of playing time, whatever happens, understand that your your baseball career does not end here. This is not the end of the road for you. It is simply a a step in the process and you can use this season or whatever happens this season as either something that detracts from your baseball career and puts you on a downward spiral or it can help propel you. Whatever happens, you can learn the game, 
You can use it as motivation to work harder in the off-season. You can learn why you're failing and make sure that you don't make the same mistakes twice. And, of course, everybody can play on a summer team. And, and, and I know that summer ball may, may not always be the best option, especially for pitchers and for positional players, too, that need to improve in the weight room in the offseason and need to improve in their training in, over the course of a summer. I get it completely. Summer ball may be a waste of time, but if you are not getting the at-bats and the time out in the field that you needed to get in the springtime in order to improve as a player, maybe summer ball might be a great option for you. There's no consequence. You might get seen by some scouts. Whatever happens, you can still learn the game and play at a higher level. Everybody that listens to this podcast is either a coach who coaches players at a, uh, at a level in which they, they have a long road ahead of them, or you are a player who has a long road ahead of them. Whatever the case may be, always keep the bigger picture in mind and understand that this season does not make or break you. All the seasons combined and how you can progress as a player over the next two, three, four years is what matters. And, and that's, what's, that's what you're going to be able to look back on. It's not, oh, I had a good season here, I had a bad season here. It's my career as a whole and, and where you wound up versus where you started. That's it. Thanks.